0: privilege and even before we open the Word of God, I would like to thank the elders um, for this privilege and opportunity to preach the Word. It is a high calling that should not be taken for granted and should be done with fear and trembling, reverence and awe. In fact, I, I asked Pastor Smalley jokingly, I said, do you trust me with your pulpit? And then he said, uh, you have to take risks sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, Berean Reformed Baptist Church sends greetings to everyone here. And we continue to also pray for KBC whenever we can uh, during our meetings and uh, even during the pastoral prayer as the one we had just now. If you've got your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. And we will spend some time today in the first three verses of the book of Jonah. And I will be reading from the English Standard Version This evening, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Hear the word of God as it comes to you this evening. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. For their evil has come up to me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. Let us pray. Oh, dear God, this evening we ask that by your Spirit you may speak to us. Lord God, we want to confess that most of the times we are sometimes indifferent about the word of God. Sometimes we drift away and think about other things that have got nothing to do with your word. But we ask that today, this very moment, that you may rein us in, as it were, and hold us together, such that for this little moment that we have, we may concentrate on the word of God. We pray that once the conviction of the Spirit comes, we may not harden our hearts like the Israelites at the waters of Meribah and Massah. Oh, dear God of heaven, we pray that even as we see the narrative of Jonah, we may see Christ. We may see ourselves a reflection of hearts that are usually taken away. Taken away from the presence of God and blown away to worldliness and sin. Lord God, I just want to pray for myself. I pray that you may enable me to preach with clarity with boldness with fervency with zeal and praying that if there's anyone amongst us this evening who does not know you who is a stranger to grace who is a stranger to christ that today will be the day of salvation and i pray for the saints for those who are beloved who are struggling with sin who are struggling with doubts who are struggling with waywardness, that they may come back to their first love. Oh God, would you hear this our cry? In Jesus' name, amen. When I was given a task to preach at KBC, I asked myself what I should preach on or teach on Because these are people who have been exposed to sound doctrine and sound thunderous preaching for many years. It cannot be taken for granted. And so in my mind I was wrestling. But I thought that since mankind is mankind everywhere, including KBC... It will be very appropriate to take us back To the nature of man To the sinfulness of man To the fallenness of man Such that even the best of Christians and children of God Are prone to wander And go astray Today, we want to explore together the disobedience of Jonah. You know, sometimes the Christian life can become routine. We can become comfortable with a certain lifestyle and be content with just getting by. There are just some Christians who are content with the mundane, with the ordinary. They don't want to grow. Just as you know, I'm alright if I just become saved, just to barely make it above the water. My main aim. This evening is to sound the warning alarms in our hearts and our minds That disobedience to God is always lingering And it should not be taken lightly Neither should we get to a point in our walk with Christ Where we think we are safe from the great fall Granted, those of you who are Christians are saved by grace Alone through faith alone in Christ alone and are justified by faith praise the Lord but that does not protect you from the ever present old man the flesh and the devil so it is of utmost importance that we keep watch of our lives in all circumstances as we march to Zion just a A brief background on the book of Jonah. It's the fifth book of the minor prophets, the 12 minor prophets, chronologically. And it should be understood as a historical and a prophetic narrative. It focuses not on the words of the prophets as the other prophetic books, but on the actions of Jonah. Of Amittai, the father of Jonah, nothing is known. Jonah himself is mentioned elsewhere in 2 Kings 14, verse 25, as Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet who was from Hepha, the proclaimer of God's blessing to the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of Rehoboam. So based on 2 Kings chapter 14, it is probably in this time that this was written. King Jeroboam II's military prowess ushered in a period of remarkable peace and prosperity. But this was, however, not the picture painted by his other contemporaries, Hosea and Amos, who showed that the kingdom had fallen into a state of social, moral, religious decay. And despite the focus on the prophet, this book, if you read it, is about God's mercy and love towards sinners, towards Jonah, God's patience, God's long-suffering. A picture that God's love extended beyond the Israelites, mirroring the gospel of the lord jesus christ with that being said dear friends i want us to look at three points on the uh, the disobedience of jonah this evening i want us to consider that the disobedience of jonah was premised on a clear command from verse one and two i want us to see that secondly jonah was In deliberate defiance. Verse 3a. And the last point, I want us to see that Jonah not only deliberately defied God, he endeavored to evade God. Let us look together at the clear command, which is found in verses 1 to 2. Listen to this. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come before me. God had a message and wanted it to be communicated Via a mouthpiece Which is the prophet of God To a particular people The Ninevites The command was as clear as daylight The command was non-negotiable It had no grey areas It was not up for debate We don't know whether it came in an audible voice Or in a dream As God sometimes appeared to the patriarchs Jonah's forefathers But it is clear that the word of God Came to Jonah The son of Amittai This means that The word was pondered upon By Jonah And it was received By the prophet To examine its contents Scripture dear friends We hold is very clear The commands are vivid The prohibitions Are glaring The precepts do not contradict each other, and the principles are constant. Take, for instance, what God said to Adam in the garden of Eden. Genesis 2, 16-17. You may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you may not eat. For, the, for in the day you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. You see, dear friends, herein lies the human problem. Mankind, by nature, hates the commands of God. The human being, by nature, is rebellious. And always goes the opposite direction... That God says they should go. If that left to ourselves, we are the most horrible creatures around. If God removes his restraining grace, we are bound to run amok and commit the most heinous things the human minds can conjure up. This leaves us with this, that God is our only hope. Him saving us in Christ. And the Holy Spirit residing in us is our only hope. Only the Holy Spirit, only with the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit, we would love the statutes of God and joyfully obey Christ's command. And with the psalmist, we would say, speaking of the law and the rules of the Lord. That the law and the rules are more to be desired Are they than gold Even much fine gold Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb Psalm 1910 But the unbeliever is perpetually in disobedience dear friends The unbeliever is always planning evil His heart hates the statutes of God and despises God. The result, sorry, the reality is that as the psalmist says of the unbeliever, that he plots trouble whilst on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good, and he does not reject evil. Psalm 36:4, Psalm of David, day and night, the non-believer is plotting sin this is just to show you how our hearts do not naturally obey God's commands the word of God says now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai saying arise crystal clear go to Nineveh Nineveh the oldest and most populous city of the ancient Assyrian Empire, situated on the east bank of the Tigris River and encircled by the modern city of Mosul, Iraq, was about 750 miles from Joppa. But Jonah decided to go to Tarshish, which was 3,000 miles away from Joppa. This would signify the extent to which the human heart would go to disobey God. Here's a comment, dear friend. Disobedience to God's clear commands will take you further than you want. If the word of God says something, and it's clear to you that this is what God is saying, and you disobey you'll be taken further than you want. Ask David. Ask Samson. Ask Adam. Jonah was to be a representation of God. He was to be standing for God. He was to be an ambassador. How would you react if as a president of this country, you would send someone to represent the country and they get there and not do what you want them to do? Or they'll go, you send them to Namibia, they go to Zimbabwe. That's our hearts. Those are our hearts. The clear command was, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for the evil has come before me. It is in fact true to say that God said to Jonah, get up and go and preach the gospel. That's what God said to him. Just like we see in Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus clearly commissions his disciples. All authority has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. What about the Apostle Paul, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3? I I like uh, how Mr. Kumenda read that as the call to worship. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. This is as clear as daylight. And yet, what do we do? what is the natural inclination of the human mind when the human mind hears don't do this it goes its own way what is the application dear friends applications i've got three applications and they come in form of questions what is your attitude towards God's clear instruction in Scripture, dear friends? Where do you think your life would be right now if you took heed of the Word of God? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what sins you're dabbling in. But I'm asking the question, if you indeed had obeyed, Where would you be? Do you find it difficult to exercise obedience from the clear commands of Scripture with childlike faith? Do you find it difficult? Maybe if you find it difficult, then maybe you may not be a Christian. Maybe the Spirit of God does not reside in you. Maybe you have been fooling yourself or fooling others. I want us to get to the second point even as we see the disobedience of Jonah. From verse 3, that it was deliberate defiance. Deliberate defiance. Verse 3, But Jonah rose he rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. We observe here, dear friends, the sorrowful and hopeless human condition in the deliberate defiance of clear commands and and instead of going to Nineveh Jonah rose to go to a destination that he was not commanded to go by God that would mean that Jonah actually processed what God had said that would mean that Jonah actually thought about what God had said and that would actually mean that Jonah acted upon what God had said. Defiance. Defiance. In this world that we live in, when somebody does something deliberately, we are quick to say it's their upbringing. We are quick to say he murdered because he's mentally ill we're quick to say he cheated because he was sexually starved we're quick to say he robbed a bank for example like zanaco because he was broke we're quick to say well let's blame the outside world instead of what is in here jonah was doing everything sorry jonah was only doing What every human being on this planet would do Apart from God's restraining grace He deliberately defied God's will There's a lesson to be learned Dear friends about the human heart Is that not only does the human heart ignore clear commands, but it moves you to deliberate defiance. And Christians, I would like to appeal to you tonight that some of you are deliberately defying God in certain areas in your life, and you know it. Young man, perhaps... Your attention has been taken by a non Christian lady. And your appetite has been aroused, and you want to go and marry her. Heed the warnings of scripture from Jonah's story and abort mission. Time out. What about those of you in business? There's a business deal that you want to do which involves the elimination of an individual. Or maybe you want to get into an illegal business deal which will get you to a million faster than your peers. And you know that this deal will get you into trouble. Even if you're not caught by the authorities, God knows and you know it. a boat mission a boat mission run as fast as you can flee to God many of us have got issues that we need to deal with urgently in our lives in our very souls We know that when we try to pray to our God, we don't enjoy the communion we used to enjoy with God. When we read the word of God, the words of Scripture are bitter. Perhaps you've grieved the Holy Spirit of God. And God's does not hear your prayers momentarily. Ephesians 4.30 And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Perhaps your love for the world has grown much more grander than your love for the people of God. Perhaps even as you are playing instruments today, your heart is somewhere else. And you are just in a routine. It's just something that I need to do so the elders can see me. It's just something that I need to do so that I can pass time. The heart is not there. Go back to your first love, Christ, and cling to Him. Cling to His garments. For some of you who are in here, who are strangers to the grace of God, perhaps this is the first time hearing such a message. Won't you stop and ponder upon your soul? Won't you mourn for it? Because this describes you. You are deliberately defiant, perpetually it doesn't stop you plot evil day and night the invitation is extended to you sinner and saint alike the words of the lord jesus christ are some of the most comforting words in all of scripture Hear the word of God from Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's still hope for you, dear friend. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You may be on your way to Tarshish, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. You may have lost your interest in the ministries of the church. Evangelism. The heart for the lost. Those who are perishing in bars. Those who are perishing on the streets. You may have lost that. That urge to go. That you once had. Christ has come. But I want us to see the third point, dear friends, in Jonah's disobedience that he was endeavoring to evade. Not only did he deliberately defy God when he rose to flee Tarshish, sorry, to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. In verse 3, B says, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, full stop. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. Wow. Wow. Friends, if ever Jonah was on Mount Everest spiritually, then he had now fallen to the very bottom of Mount Everest. If ever Jonah was on top of the Himalayas spiritually, he was now at the bottom. He was on a spiritual descent, not a spiritual ascent the descent of the disobedient hearts is firstly one ignores a clear command well i can see what you're saying but that's what the heart says i can see what the scriptures say but secondly there's deliberately defying i don't want to hear what god has to say, so I'm turning my back on God. Then thirdly, there's endeavoring to evade. Let me disappear. They won't find me. That's what the heart says. Do you see that in the text? That someone would even try to pay their way to try and evade God such that they can Sin. He paid the fare. People can financially aid their sin. (laughs) There are many escapes in life. Some people find comfort in food. They escape to food. Some people find comfort and escape to money. Some people think they can escape to entertainment or good works. Yes, works can be an escape from true spirituality. Let me bring it closer to home. Even as we see how Jonah was trying to evade the presence of God. He was endeavoring to evade the presence of God. On the other side of the coin, Christians can try to evade the church of Christ to their detriment that demise. God is just and is fair and he gives us all a fair hearing and, tr- and trial. Thus the warning signs of one who is beginning to disobey God are always there. It is evident in their lives. That's when when brothers and sisters in the church lovingly come around to try to pray for you. They, they, they probably want to rebuke you for something you're doing. They, they want to reprove you and help you quickly go cold turkey. And how do people do this? First of all, it may seem silly, but they start to hide their online statuses. No profile picture, no answering of calls, no return of messages. I've just disappeared. I'm, I'm nowhere to be found. I, I create a new Facebook profile so that they won't find me. But even if they do, I won't accept their friendship requests. Deliberate Isolation. Proverbs 18 verse 1, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Jonah wanted to go as far away from God as possible. And sometimes, dear friends, when we are in sin, we want to go as far away from the church and other brothers and sisters as possible. We want to flee God and His means of grace. We don't attend to Bible reading. We don't attend to prayer. Our our, our friends begin to change in shape and size. Even in occupation. We begin to despise those of the household of faith. Could that be you this evening? Could that be you? Listen to a commentator as he critiques Jonah's actions. He says it is is, is a mistake to suppose that Jonah did not know that God was in Tarshish as well as in Jerusalem. For it is impossible to associate such ignorance as that with the true prophet of God. So what is this commentator saying? He's saying that no one can hide from God. It is foolish to think we can hide from God. Thus we must go to him instead of away from him. We must go to him and say, God, here I am. Here's my heart. Take my heart. Seal it for thy courts above. It's what Jeremiah 23, 24 says in the context of false prophets. Can a man hide himself in hiding places? So I do not see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord. And guess what? Genesis 3:8, the fall of man, right at the beginning, they tried to hide from God. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Psalm 139, verse 7, a psalm of David, is very, very popular. Psalm. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or oh, where shall I free, flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of sea of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. God is everywhere. Therefore, we cannot flee him. Even when we think we can, even when we try. You will be caught, dear friend. You will be caught. You will be found out. It is better to surrender to God whilst there's still time. To surrender to him your most heinous actions or things that you think well you know this is what I'm in right now and I and I just I don't know what to do come back to the fold go to the elders ask the elders for counsel beg for counsel I'm struggling with sin. Help me. I do. I, I. 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 I don't feel that communion that I used to feel with God anymore. And if you trace that, you if you trace every, uh, I'll say every sign of disobedience in our lives, it is traced back to sin. Of the Lord. Friends, there's one who obeyed God fully. He never attempted to evade God, even in weakness. He just cried out in Gethsemane. In fact, let's turn there. Matthew 26, Matthew 26, verse 36, reading, then Jesus went to them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray and taking with them Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus is the greater Jonah. When God sent him, God the Father sent him to redeem a people from sin, He came willingly, not begrudgingly. He did not seek to evade God. He did not seek to go the other way. He he was the second Adam who undid what the first Adam did, which was to disobey. Christ obeyed the law fully, he was sinless and perfect. And thus he qualifies to be the appropriate sacrifice for all mankind. He qualifies to be that one person whom we can trust and we will not be disappointed. He qualifies as the high priest who, has, who, who continues to intercede for us, who are called by his name in heaven. He qualifies to be the just and the justifier. And all in all to say, my dear friends, that the disobedience of Jonah as we round everything up calls us to go back to Christ. The gospel is our only hope. Won't you fling? And cling on him today amen let me pray Lord our God we do pray for each and every one of us in here want to pray for our very own lives and our walks in you pray that you may enable us to take the Christian life seriously and where we have hit a slump or a dead end, we pray for a revival. We pray, dear God, that you may open up our hearts and revive us again so that we may rejoice once again. We may praise you with hearts that are willing to sing of your grace. We may continually praise you And turn away from presumptuous sins. Turn away from a life of disobedience. Turn away from plans of disobedience. Or defiance. Or evading God. We thank you for the cross. That is our only hope. We thank you for Christ. Who is the propitiation, that toning toning sacrifice the only substitutionary sacrifice that is worthy to be held in high honor. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.